You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankir and Audula, and we're talking about the Bell Media layoffs that happened last week and what it means for the local Canadian media industry. We are now speaking to Dr. Ahmed Al-Rahai, Associate Professor in the School of Communications at Simon Fraser University. Dr. Al-Rahai, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. What's your reaction to this news? I think it's expected because of the ongoing trend that uh, we've been uh, witnessing in the past, actually, past decade or more. I think uh, you can trace it back to the emergence of social media and the way these platforms uh, took all the uh, advertising revenues from uh, local journalism outlets and even from mainstream uh, journalism outlets. So it's really, really sad to see all of these developments and uh, all of this will impact Canadians in the end. Uh, there was a very interesting statement coming from the Canadian Association of Journalists President Brent Jolly warns that we're going to see more and more news deserts across the country and Canadians are going to be weaker for that. What do you make of that statement? This is very true. Let me probably translate this in other words. A news desert is a term that refers to the lack of news coverage on especially uh, local issues. So, for instance, we have so many local communities scattered all over the country, even in big cities. So, you know, lack of funding and uh, these uh, job cuts will impact these communities. So we will not have outlets covering their news their concerns, uh, their aspirations, and their, uh, like, event. And this will affect definitely democracy in the end. Uh, Another thing will be... local journalism outlets will not be able to uh, hold provincial uh, politicians and uh, as well as those who have power accountable. This is because mainstream news outlets will step in and these outlets, the major ones, the major players in the market, do not usually focus on smaller issues. They look at the broader picture, which means all of these local issues and communities will not be covered anymore. And one thing you mentioned there, right, the issue of misinformation and disinformation, very big problems that we're dealing with today, especially, you know, with social media. So what are the consequences, right, when we kind of lose out on these stations and TV stations? You know, what's that going to mean for us being able to be, you know, fully informed on issues? This is true because uh, local journalists are just like uh, frontline workers, right? They are like the uh, frontline fact checkers who would filter information and provide for us uh, something factual that we can consume and rely on. Once this is gone, we will be reliant on citizen journalists. I I mean, I'm not against citizen journalists, but uh, the majority do not have uh, proper training in how to do journalism. Others have agendas and probably they want to uh, either intentionally or not spread misinformation. So in the end, we will be harmed as Canadians because of these job cuts. And I don't know if it's too late to do this, but is it possible for, you know, Canada's news sector to work with social media companies? I mean, we did see the Canadian federal government, you know, trying to get people like Facebook, now Meta, to pay for the news. I mean, is there any sort of policy that can be in place to tackle this? There was an attempt. Uh, I don't think it succeeded well because uh, me- social media companies pushed back. Again, because uh, simply because they do not want to uh, pay money 
the money they, they have originally taken from these local journalism outlets back in time, and they're still getting the, the um, billions probably uh, of dollars from advertisers. So there, there will always be resistance against this, but definitely this will be very ideal. Even, you know, relying on the government is not a, a good option. It, it's probably one of the only available ones, but it's not a great option because in the end, uh, you know, some media outlets might be, let's say, uh, shy a bit in criticizing or holding people accountable. So it's better to uh, rely on other sources. So that's the uh, dilemma that we have to And I don't know, have we seen any other countries in the world like able to tackle this issue? You know, are they able to protect their local media or has no one really figured this out yet? Because it is all so new. Yeah, there are different initiatives. I think the Guardian one is interesting in the UK where uh, there is more reliance on uh, people themselves, the subscribers, the readers uh, funding uh, the news outlet. The Intercept in the US is another example where uh, there is more uh, like... Um, dependence on the readers themselves. So I think these initiatives might work well, but it requires investment in, by people, uh, you know, um, not by political parties or uh, lobbies. It's by people who are really invested in getting factual information. And I hope this will be the case uh, in the future. And I've noticed this too a lot where a lot of people, well, a lot of news outlets in particular, especially with like long form journalism, where they will say, if you want to read this article, you need to pay for it. Do you think, you know, consumers are willing to pay for their news? Good question. Yeah, I think the majority, I don't think anyone is. But once you feel the urgent need to get factual information, you might be willing to do so. You know, uh, we have, of course, now paywalls everywhere. The New York Times, I think, uh, Washington Post uh, have started with this and a few other ones. I believe the New York Times has the largest number of subscribers because of this uh, type of paywall. This shows the interest by readers to get factual information. However, this is mainstream me- uh, media outlet. It does not cover local issues, and there will always be gaps on news deserts, uh, as we talked about uh, earlier. So, which means that these local communities would not have someone to, to talk on their beha- behalf or express their concerns. And moving forward, where do you kind of see this all going, especially with Canadian local media? Do you think it can be saved? Yeah, I think it can be saved, especially when people start to see uh, the need for factual information. Honestly, a lot of news outlets, like the mainstream ones, have failed so many Canadians in so many ways. Again, not expressing their views or ignoring other issues that are uh, important to them and so on. So there must be some kind of uh, awareness of the need to support these outlets. But I'm not seeing it now. Like I, I, there is still a great deal of reluctance and resistance against supporting these outlets. I'm hoping there will be more change, more awareness happening. And I think this is happening now. Like it, it's, it's gradual, uh, but it will take, I think, some time to materialize. Dr. Al-Wahi, I really appreciate your time. You take care. Thank you so much again.